Hey, Chismosas. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Igby. And we are the Chismosas. Halloween Queens. Oh, I like that. Spooky. Spooky season. <laughs> I don't have my spooky wine glass today. Ugh, way to ruin it. I know. I know, I failed. <laughs> last weekend, too. Oh, my gosh. What am I going to do with you? Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are the Cheese McQueens, and if you're new to the podcast, um, where have you been all season? But Cheese means gossip. We have all the gossip. We have all the tea on Married at First Sight. Today, we are covering Married at First Sight, season 15, episode 17, and it is Decision Day. So, big, big episode, except not surprising whatsoever. Um, So, there's that. But first, uh, Cheeseman, you got any Igby? So when one door closes, another one opens. They have already leaked the information for our upcoming season in Nashville, season 16. I mean, they didn't even let the bodies get cold. They out with the old in with the new. <laughs> uh, so it looks like our five couples have been confirmed via Married at First Sight fan who has to be the goddamn mole because I don't know how. They got this information, had everybody's like professional headshots ready to go. They scooped people.com. Like, what the hell? You have to be on the inside. Absolutely. Have to. Uh, but it looks like our five couples are going to be Shaq and Kirsten, Clint and Gina, who Clint looks like, um, what's his face? Benjamin from uh, 90 Day Fiance from Ben and Mahogany. He looks like a young version of him, <laughs> which is scary. That's funny. Except without the as crazy eye. We also have McKinley and Dominique, aka the people with the weird names that are going to fuck up my uh, spell correct <laughs> for the entire season. Also, Eris and Jasmine and Chris and Nicole. To me, nobody stands out. They all look like regular, regular people. They do. Although I do love a bald man. He looks cute. Mm. I'll be late for that. He's too airbrushed. <laughs> like he has the beauty filter on his picture. It looks weird. Because the other, like the wedding photo, he does not look like that. No? Okay. I have to no. double double check these wedding photos. Yes. Uh, so we know the new season is supposed to be starting in January. So we get the holidays off. Yay for us. <laughs> but I'm sure we'll still be coming with something for you guys not to leave you hanging. Yeah. We got, we got something bubbling. Hopefully it'll we happen. Do fingers crossed for everybody. <laughs> uh, but for season 16, they have already discovered that these weddings took place the weekend of July 25th of this year at the Conrad Hotel. If you want to, I don't know, if you're planning your big day in Nashville, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what else they release. I think that's pretty much it. So again, um, I know I'm sure we'll probably be posting up some photos of these folks if you want to see them on our instagram when you said when one door closes another one opens i definitely thought you were going to talk about Kristen. <laughs> no so much door talk. i mean that's why i said it but no <laughs> well i can talk about Kristen. well first let me talk about a married first sight fan okay. so i know i just said that i absolutely think they're part of production and you know they're the mole what if they're like an intern like an intern, like so low on the radar that they're just kind of like stealing shit. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. You don't think she's production is going to let them get away with gopher. that? Yeah. Okay. All right. So in a post about, you remember a few weeks back when we were saying that it's gotten so bad that they even have to cast for the experts? 
Yes. So on the Reddit post for that, someone was questioning the legitimacy of that post because it was just kind of like an infographic kind of thing. It wasn't like an mm. official post, but that's what their posts look like anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but on that thread, Married at First Sight fan says that it is legit, but she or they couldn't share because the casting page has them blocked. Hmm. So if they're on the inside, how are they being blocked? Or is that like to throw us off the scent? Because it's so obvious that these people work directly with production. I think it's to throw throw us off. It's not working. Yeah. At least not on me, damn it. (laughs) As far as, well, is that a spoiler for Kristen? If I share my cheese man about her, should I save it for later? No. I mean, hopefully people have already watched the episode. Why would you listen to podcasts before watching the episode? A lot of people listen to podcasts without Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't do that. (laughs) Well, spoiler, spoiler. How about that? Okay. So spoiler for Kristen. She's been spotted in the wild very recently. It looks like on Reddit, someone spotted her yesterday at Bush Gardens in Virginia. So apparently she moved back to Virginia, uh, after decision day basically or after this whole thing was over and basically only lived in san diego for the duration of the show uh she moved there very soon after saw that they were casting put her name in the ring and then once things went the way they went she decided to move back home she's also had a makeover she's gone dark uh so no more beach blonde for her so she's starting a new life with with new baby and open door in virginia (laughs) Not for that me. was what's on the other side of the door. Virginia. <laughs> the state, not the person. Well, that's interesting. Oh, God. Please don't become friends with Virginia. <laughs> oh, my God. No. <laughs> Stay away from her, Kristen. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Well, speaking of Kristen and Mitch, our good friend Lindsay from Boston on her IG stories shared because people care that Mitch was her favorite cast member this season. She felt like he had the most growth and was a cool dude. She said she isn't into him and wouldn't date him, but she'd pick up trash with him. So, okay, thanks. That's probably like his track record. People think he's cool, but they don't want to date him. (laughs) I mean, uh, let's see what else we got here. As far as this season goes, uh, they released a timeline kind of of when all of this end of the season stuff was happening well really the whole season so the weddings themselves took place the first weekend of february decision decision day was the first week of april Mm -hmm. the reunion wasn't until august 20th and then they filmed where are they now at the end of august so they had a nice chunk of time there to figure out what well what's going on yeah And with that, I can confirm that Maya has been reunited with the love of her life, Justin. Uh, uh, She and his cat, Blue, have their own Instagram page uh, where we can see they've been reunited as well. Uh, There's a post tagged at the end of August uh, in San Diego. So that lines up with reunion time and all that. Then after that, we see there's a post with her and Justin on a hike. Uh, there's more recently been a post thanking his friend Chris for watching her while all of this was going on. He calls it a vacation or he calls it a vacation for her. And then yesterday, which is, well, 
this week was the de- decision day. So the day after that air, he posted uh, the video of them being reunited when he went to pick her up. So no worries, guys. He drove the six hours to Colorado or wherever to get his dog back. And she's in good graces with the kitty. <laughs> so there you go. The only other little tidbit I had was we've been talking about uh, Mirla's invisible boyfriend. Well, he's not invisible. He's just very unvisible, <laughs> strategically placed. Yes, let's go with that. But we finally saw a little glimpse of his face. Uh, it looks like maybe, I guess maybe last weekend. I don't know exactly when. But she went with him to homecoming. Apparently he went to Morehouse in Atlanta. So they traveled down there to have a good time at homecoming. And she did a little boomerang shot with him in it. He wasn't in the clip long, but he was in there long enough for me to screenshot it. Eh, nothing special. <laughs> is he bald? Does he have a beard? How light gill is he? He or is not, at all? not bald, I don't think. He has a hat on in the picture mm. or in the clip. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have a beard, a pretty full beard. That's it. It's just unremarkable. <laughs> Looks like Joe Everyman. Yeah. But yeah, whatever. If you like it, I love it. But that's all I got. Okay. Hi. All right. So speaking of Mirla, married at first sight POC on Instagram thinks they see and they screenshotted it. Mirla with a ring on that finger like she's engaged to this elusive boyfriend. Um, That would be interesting. Or she does like to accessorize. So maybe it's just a ring, but could be maybe they're engaged. Maybe they're not. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she's going to be Mrs. Morehouse. <laughs> well, good for her, if it's true. If not, she still looks really happy, so good for her anyway. Now, we talked about Bridgerton Queen's Ball last week, and all the season 15 ladies were in attendance. Well, they did... Who's, who did this? Uh, Married at First Sight fan posted another picture of the whole group and Miguel. So it's all the ladies and Miguel. So none of the other husbands were in attendance. Um, I could guess that they're maybe not together, although, you know, that's not the case here on decision day. So there's that. Um, people, I know I've said this, I said this last season and probably the season before. I always think that people who say yes on decision day get a bonus. I will say that until I die because I don't know why people would say yes in these circumstances. Um, but a Twitter account called pastor cal's nieces the aunties said do they get paid for staying together and pastor cal responded no they actually don't nieces well married at first sight fan who we are thinking is a producer says i heard that the producers for each couple actually get a bonus if they do stay married makes me wonder if there's some deals going on um, behind the scenes which totally makes sense to me i agree because yeah it's obvious <laughs> you don't want to be married. So why are you lying to yourself and saying yes? I'm going to try to make it work. Only to, who was that? They got, they said yes. And then like the next week after decision, they broke up. Oh, it was Jasmina and Michael. <laughs> why? Why it's did like you even seven start days like that? later. Exactly. They like never even moved in together. Like, <laughs> yeah, <stuff>. yeah. <laughs> So Decision Day, speaking of that, um, it was filmed at Avonsole Winery. Maybe I'm saying that wrong. Maybe not. Um, Which is in Riverside County, California. 
It's a 4.7 out of 5 stars with uh, 1,161 votes, so pretty good. Um, one of the top comments is, we like the venue, but $24 for a hamburger is ridiculous. Which, agreed. That's crazy. Mm, I feel like that's California prices. That's crazy. $24 for a hamburger. You crazy. Are you hungry crazy. or not? Where else are you going to go? <laughs> Do you want to be sloppy drunk or not? Nah? You need to eat if you're going to be drinking wine. <laughs> Lastly, it's not any cheese mitt. It's just kind of a funny troll. Nurse Lindsay from last season is watching, uh, like everybody else, Decision Day. And she says, why are you going to get all the group together when it only causes drama? Oh, wait, that's why. Which is what you've been saying all this time. That's the only reason they make everybody mingle is for the, for the drama. Which we saw loud and clear in this episode. Baby. Mm-hmm bad blood for real <laughs> i had no idea lindy hated mitch so much yeah she was not yeah she was not happy with him maybe it was maybe she felt like he did Kristen wrong and that's what really like made her turn well she did call him a bitch oh very like, like, happily yeah <laughs> she did right oh, i forgot the circumstances of that but yeah but anyway let's get into it all right married at first sight Season 15, episode 17. It is decision day, but that is not the title. What's the title, Igby? This was supposed to be our new start, <laughs> which tells you right away something's finishing. Oh, Lord. All right, who are we starting with? Let's see. About, well, since we're just talking about them, Lindy and Miguel. Lindy and Miguel. Lindy. <laughs> so I, I don't like that they're doing this now, where it's like Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cal need to have a pre- decision day discussion with each other where our other two experts we don't give a shit about what they think they were just here for cameos or what like yeah yeah i don't know what married at first sight is doing but uh dr pepper and pastor cal talk about how lindy and miguel are the lovebirds of the season uh, they are the couple that th that they thought were going to make make it all the way and be the most successful because they're exactly what they need for each other then we get I didn't like this either. Then we got these weird voiceovers over these cheesy montages where it's like so super scripted. It's like, shut up. Just are you going to stay married or not? I don't care about all this <laughs> shit. Get to the point. You already wasted my time all season. They, they got to drag it out. They got to drag it you out. You already dragged it out. Uh, What is this? Episode 17. So like 32 hours or some shit. <laughs> Chill out. But anyway, in her voiceover, uh, Lindy says that Miguel makes her feel the warm and fuzzies. She's been crushing on him since day one. She thinks he's hilarious. And is it really warmed her heart to see how he uh, interacted with McGindy <laughs> as a single father. <laughs> she loves that he's a romantic. She's amazed by how kind, considerate, and caring he is. She thinks they bring out the best in each other, but they... Have had a lot of ups and downs. His skepticism made her feel like she's being tested. She says that sometimes it also makes her feel like she's not good enough. She says she loves him, but is love enough? Then we get Miguel's voiceover where he says at the beginning he was committed to the eight weeks, but Lindy has taught him that this could be forever. He says his favorite thing about her is her sense of humor, but he also loves her personality and her sexuality. And then they show the clip of him with his boner. Oh dear. That he announces to the room because we all wanted to know. Well, that was one scene I would like to forgive. He's well, so immature. I wanted to make sure they showed it again. 
He is so immature. And then he acts so superior. You know how it is. I, I do, actually. It's fine. I'm in a house full of boys where I hear, you know, penis jokes and fart jokes and falling dong jokes. And uh, Miguel says that Lindy is a ray of sunshine. No one has ever loved him the way she has. He says Lindy is very passionate, but he does not like when she has outbursts. He says it's a lot of work and is exhausting to constantly fight against negativity. It makes him wonder if this is what his life is going to be like, and that's what makes him unsure. So they sit down, everybody together. Dr. Pepper asks them about when things took a turn in their marriage uh, at the couple's retreat. Lindy says it's the fact that he was questioning her so much. She said early on she asked him not to do that because it was painful to her. She says that he can also have a kind of controlling demeanor and that she doesn't know if that comes from things that happened in his past, his past demons. And that's when Miguel goes into saying, you know, we all have things that we keep locked away in the dungeon and all of this kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, Lindy says that she's worried she's not e she's not going to be able to be herself fully in the relationship because Miguel gets offended uh, by her outburst, her um, emotional reactions, and her brief attention span. Miguel admits that he hasn't been uh, the rock for Lindy when she needed it, and he hopes that he can become a better man. But at the same time, he isn't sure that he can fulfill her needs either. So Miguel also. Uh, acknowledges that Lindy has a strong personality that can be overwhelming and it caught him off guard that she's so um, expressive and emotes so much. Uh, this is when Lindy says she has questions about their future as well. She says that she plans to put herself first in decision, in decision day. And she told Miguel that, and that, you know, this is how she is. He's never going to be able to change her. He can't control her. This is the package you're going to get. So it's time for them to reveal their big decision. Lindy goes first and she talks about how she's so proud of Miguel and the progress that they made. And even though they had difficult times, they've also had a lot of great times too. And for her, it's absolutely a yes. Then it's Miguel's turn. And this is another trope I didn't like. What are these fucking prepared statements and shit? Mm -mm, I didn't like that either. So he pulls a Drake and busts out his cell phone to read his response. And he talks about knowing her favorite color and food and how he's really gotten to know her for real. And he's hooked. He says he's inspired and obsessed with Lindy. At this point, she's full waterworks. Dr. Pepper's crying. <laughs> and then he finishes the speech with saying he's the M-A-N to her L-I-N-D-Y. I don't know what the fuck that was. I guess that's some kind of inside joke for them because they seem so. impressed by it. Um, but he says that he absolutely wants to stay married as well. And Dr. Pepper, through her tears, says that this was the best I want to stay married ever. Okay. And so they both decided to stay together. They bust out the champagne, have a toast, and then they walk off into the sunset. Rainbows and butterflies, baby, says Lindy. <laughs> So, I mean, just like we, we all expected. We, yeah, we did. We expected it. Um, they were the season's think? normal couple. Y yeah, yeah, but they're, you know what is, I, I don't know if they'll make it or not in the long run because they, what they like hold against each other is kind of like important stuff. Like, yeah, she says she's filtered all the time. That's a pretty big deal. Um, her loud personality 
guess what? It's loud and obnoxious the whole time because that's her personality. Um, she's not going to pay attention the way you want her to pay attention. I don't know how you can learn that. I was just about to say that she's not even going to recognize that you're pissed off because she's not paying attention. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, those are pretty big Which things. Which we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to hold it in, hold it in, and then explode. And it's one thing after another. Um, so long term, I'm not sure. But they do seem into each other. So good for them. I don't know. Sis is just trying to go to the doctor. That's it. <laughs> she's like, let me get my annual, my pap smear, my teeth. Let me do it all. And then bye. <laughs> When's the insurance card coming? Did the insurance card come today? <laughs> do they have a, like a portal online where I can just download one to my wallet on my iPhone? Uh, can I, is there a way to expedite it? Do I even need the card to go to the doctor? Can I just, can I get the numbers? You know, thanks to you, I actually did use ZocDoc.com the other day. I love ZocDoc. I've never used it before. It's very handy. Good job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm just the doctor recommendation person here. <laughs> or I at least point you in a direction. You there need you your go. own reviews. Not sponsored, but open to it. But we would the love to open. be. The door's open. Yes. <laughs> And I know y'all do podcast ads because I've heard them. Uh oh. We need to re we need to reach out get our um, get our offer together. <laughs> our, All right, uh, let's do next couple, right? Are you yeah? Because they're done, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, I mean, uh, the only other thing was, I mean, at the end of the episode, we, all the groups get together. They again, they were the normal ones. Everybody knew they were going to stay together. Yeah. There was no surprise to anybody. Uh, they uh, scratched some lotto tickets together and. We're excited to move in and cohabitate for real. Mm-hmm. That was it. Cool. And Miguel carried a heavy box by himself. Good for him. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go to the twins, Stasha and Nate. And twins. He's, I only say it because he said it in his little speech here. So again, the experts are together. Both experts are concerned about how Stasha and Nate are responding to their last minute fights and issues. And, you know, it's very surprising since they've been, you know, smooth sailing all this time. In a voiceover, Stasha says that her and Nate had instant chemistry. She loves how Nate kisses her, holds her, holds her hand, hugs her, and always makes her feel desired. He appreciates her for who she is on the inside and not for her looks or her finances. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. You believe that if you want to. <laughs> But it is not always easy. He lacks maturity. He can be judgmental and hot-headed. And she doesn't want a loveless marriage. How many times have we heard that phrase? It's a phrase that pays. It should okay. be a drinking game. <laughs> All right. Doesn't and then Nate, Nate's uh, voiceover, he says that he, when he first met Stasha, it felt like he knew her already. She embodies everything he wants in a wife. She's nurturing, feminine. He loves how people stare at them when they are out together gross weird right <laughs> she's his Ugh. twin flame i was like oh that's funny um they're a power couple but executive stasha is never satisfied he questions if she can relinquish control and he doesn't want to spend the rest of their marriage proving himself over and over again he fears he will never be good enough for stasha so then he comes out, he brings a bouquet of flowers. I think he's the only husband, right, that brought something for his wife, which was um, interesting and nice. And, uh, uh, Justin had a flower that Nate dropped, just the one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Found it on the ground. Found it on the ground. He's like, oh, 
perfect. Yes. Um, so, yeah, he brought the flowers, not for Pastor Cal, in a voiceover. Um, Sasha says that things that have tra- things have transpired in the last 24 to 48 hours that is making her super unsure. They have something special, but there are things that she will not compromise on. So they're sitting down. Dr. Pepper says that she understands that there's been conflict in the last bit of time and asks Sasha, you know, what that's about. And then she busts out a list. So this list includes the following. There's the anger, the rejection, communication, comprehension, disrespect, mommy issues. All of those she feels put together is like his childhood trauma is starting to affect their marriage. She feels like he doesn't give her enough credit. She is a 37 established woman. Why would she leave her kid? He then apologizes for lashing out. He's not proud of how he went about the situation. Emotionally, he's overwhelmed. He doesn't know how to deal with the stress. Dr. Pepper does interject here and she tells Stasha not to define their whole marriage by the pressure that they are experiencing from the experiment because it's a lot. And Stasha's like, yeah, I know. I know it's a lot because I'm under the same pressure. Um, She wants to know, is he going to act like this in the real world? She wants him to talk about his emotions and his feelings without storming out. Again, he apologizes for hurting her feelings, but then he's like, you know what? She needs work too. He feels like she's not sincere. She's condescending and she's cold. It's work that they both have to do. Pastor Cal says that this is common in a marriage. And then he like really pivots the conversation to make it more positive. And he asks Nate what he likes about his wife. And then Nate says, you know, when he signed up for Married at First Sight, he had to fill out 200 questions. He wanted a wife that was feminine, nurturing, ambitious, pretty, and he's grateful for her. He feels insecure sometimes, but other times he feels like they were meant to be. Sasha feels like they have a lot of good times. Uh, it's, it's easy. Their whole marriage is easy. He's very driven. She feels like when they do have challenges, she loves that he always comes back and tries to reconnect with her. He has a great heart and he's a really good person. Then it's decision time. Nate goes first. He says last week and a half, it was real, real. Because the first six weeks were dreamlike they were you know having all the puppies and rainbows and hearts and it was great but they both need work Uh, making this decision he weighed the good and the bad the pros and the cons but the pros far exceeded the cons she's everything he asked for and he still wants to fight for their marriage and then stasha is next and she has this like blank face of judgment um she says that she thought about this all night she didn't sleep not one bit She was going back and forth, and she just really wants to be transparent and honest with him. She was looking at their challenges with logic and level-headedness, and she was not hopeful whatsoever. But she's going to stay committed to him. She's resilient. She's not going to run. She told him she would stand by him, and she was going to say yes. It was like a really negative (laughs) yes, Um, but that happened. And then shaking the boots. I know. Um, yeah, for a hot second, I didn't think she was going to say yes, but they say she, they both say yes. They kiss the experts sigh in relief. Pastor Kelly even says that was a long, yes. They pop champagne mm-hmm. and they celebrate. Nate says that single guy Nate is a quitter and the married Nate is not. And uh, Stasha tears up a little bit. Um, they, you know, walk away in the sunset and Pastor Cal says he feels like he's aged a bit. <laughs> 
from That's stress. <laughs> yeah. I know somebody commented, he's worried about his batting average. I was like, damn. Everybody, Should be. Everybody's so hard on him. It's really funny. It's the truth. It is. It is true. Um, all right. Yeah, that's all I have for them. You want to dig yeah, again, into... Mm-hmm. Again, no no surprises. We knew Stasha was dumb enough to stay with his, like, settle. Yeah. Stay with him. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's a smart guy. I do think, you know, he loves money, wants to be around money, wants to make money, wants all the money. Um, but besides that, he does seem really thoughtful and articulate and i can appreciate that what are your guesses on long run are they staying together long enough for a baby Ooh, yeah i think a baby if they don't get some serious couples therapy and individual therapy might break them it's so stressful it's so stressful and it's the perfect solution for him like well for both of them she gets her baby he gets child support or alimony (laughs) oh well they had the prenup so maybe not (laughs) but yeah i think she would stick it out to have a baby and then be like all right thank you bye oh business with you (laughs) and the baby would look just like her because they look like each other he looks just like him (laughs) all right uh let's go ahead with your faves justin and alexis hate them i'm so glad i'll never have to see them again hopefully ever um, except for reunion part one, reunion part two, and where they are now. Okay, but then after that, <laughs> once December comes, I don't want to see your ass no more. Get out of here. We have to follow them after. I mean, it doesn't mean I have to click on it. That's true. That's true. I had a funny IG story. There's this guy that only posts like wholesome posts on his page of like him and his dog hiking. Oh, but. His comment section was in shambles because he posted a video in gray sweatpants playing with the dog. And I was like, wait, did everybody just see what I saw? So I went to the comment section and it's just like eyes and eggplant emoji. <laughs> so funny. I was like, oh wow, y'all really horny this page up. <laughs> that is hilarious. He got all the followers. Does the dog need a mom? Like, damn. <laughs> like, so thirsty. It was so funny. I'm like, oh, he doesn't even know what he did. <laughs> but I had I had to go to the comment section myself because I was like, wait a minute. Did I just see what I thought I saw? Yep. That thing was singing. Damn. Well, now you have to send anyway. it to me because I want to read all the comments. Okay. All right. So Why are you bringing that up said, now? Because huh? Justin is packing? Is that why you're bringing it up? No. Oh, we were talking about Instagram. Oh, okay. I'm joking. Oh, Don't God. <laughs> I was like, ew, no, I would never think of Justin in that way ever. And I know that thing ain't thanging. And Dang. so does Alexis. <laughs> you just tall for nothing. Damn, even on decision day, she making comments. It's great. I know. Let this man <laughs> live. Even on the reunion, I'm like, what the hell? Well, he kind of calls her out. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. So Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cal start off by saying that this relationship is a total roller coaster. Trash. They think that. (laughs) Yeah. So why did you match them? Like, you didn't see this coming? Well, apparently not because they said they're supposed to balance each other out. Uh, They think Alexis is looking for more of an alpha male and they wonder if she's kind of let up on that a little bit. Like I said. Uh, Pastor Cal says that they matched them together because they were supposed to be balancing each other out. But 
both of them aren't sure what Alexis's decision is going to be on decision day. Dr. Pepper is convinced that Justin will say yes. I mean, he was only saying I love you on the first night. So Mm -hmm. it's clear where his head is at. So then we get the voiceovers. Alexis says that when she was walking down the aisle, all she could think is that she recognized Justin right away. She couldn't believe that a guy she ghosted six months ago turned out to be her husband. And this reminds me, I was on Reddit and people were talking about this, uh, that particular statement where how is it ghosting if you weren't messaging? Because in order for you, let me teach you something about the good old dating apps, my friend. Okay, go for it. <laughs> I've never used so, a, a dating app. I know, which is why I <laughs> explain to you how this all okay. works. Let me know. Let me know. So usually, depending on which app it is, in order for you to exchange message- messages, you have to match. Okay. So if both Alexis, sides? yes. Okay. So in order for that to have happened, Alexis would have had to match with him. So if they didn't match, that's not really ghosting because you weren't corresponding. Mm-hmm. So my theory is, and she totally strikes me as the type that swipes right on everything just to like collect the likes and see who is liking her to like get that leverage. Like some people do that. That's a strategy. Instead of ignoring the people you don't want to see, you just swipe right on everything and then just see what hits. Oh. And then at that point, if you do hit, then at that point, you can decide if you want to message them or if they message you, you just ignore it or unmatch. Mm. And I'm like, this is exactly what she's doing. I mean, she's been proposed to three times. She's already been married once and now she's divorced, but it was her decision. Okay. <laughs> so recognize she's a catch. Okay. But back in her voiceover, she was saying that. She didn't know that was going to turn out to be her husband, but then once he wrapped his arms around her, she just melted or she was shit-faced drunk. That you one. be the judge. Uh, Justin makes her feel comfortable to express herself. She appreciates that, but sometimes he's too much because he's too sensitive and that's really hard for her. And that's what makes her question if she wants to be with him. There are days when she really wonders if this is something she can do for the rest of her life. In Justin's voiceover, he says that he knew at the wedding that he was going to fall in love with Alexis. He says her personality is everything and her looks are a bonus. Now, I will say she was working at a brown dress. I don't know. Did sis get some hip pads or what? Because I don't know. She's looking extra thick in that brown dress. <laughs> you know, I will say terrible personality. She has always looked good in every outfit. Mm, it's questionable at the honeymoon. But every like outing and stuff, she looks she looked pretty damn good. Very well executed. I'll give her the, for the most part, yes. Mm-hmm. I would say most stylish of all ladies. Mm, I'm more of a Stasha. No, I like Stasha's style. I'm just saying that Alexis takes risks and they always, they always work. She's trendy. Like she stays on Fashion Nova and she in. <laughs> you know what that is i do i do know what okay. that is i'm surprised i'm i'm also <laughs> surprised <laughs> but yeah um justin says that she's bubbly charming and makes him feel secure he says that they got off track with the whole dog incident happening uh that put them in a rocky place he talks about their intimacy problems and about alexis not wanting to settle down still trying to run the streets do hood rat shit with her friends on the weekend and the weekdays as well. (laughs) Um, He says that she let him give his dog away, even though she wasn't sure 
that at decision day, she was going to say yes, and they stay together. Justin says he didn't think marriage was going to be this hard. He says there are days when he really questions his marriage, but he says he doesn't regret saying that he loves Alexis. That part's true. Oh, whatever. In an ITM, Justin <laughs> says that he's optimistic, but still nervous. He put 400% of himself into this marriage and would be really happy if she said yes. Alexis says that this is one of the biggest days of her life. She says she's just going to go with her gut, basically. So once they come and sit down, uh, Pastor Cal asks how they feel. And Justin says he feels good. He's had an epiphany about their relationship and their marriage. And he thanks Alexis for helping him come to the conclusion. Alexis thanks him for loving and cherishing her. He thanks her for listening to him because even though he says that she doesn't understand him, her actions show him that she really does listen. Uh, Pastor Cal asked them how consummating their marriage changed the relationship. And Justin says it was fun and is like really yucking it up. But Alexis says, mm, yeah, we still have some work to do. They try to get some clarifiers from her. And she's like, I'm just going to say we need to do some more work. Mm. Yeah, not good. So. Well, here's a question. Do you think he's mm -hmm. really that bad? Yeah. Or is she just really trying to embarrass him at this point? No, I think he's that bad. Okay. He I mean, that's what we suspect. That's what we suspected at the beginning because he was talking about his junk for like six episodes. So we're like, somebody who brings it up all the time has to be super insecure there. So we were absolutely right. I'm getting no BDE from him at all. Oh, I get yeah, no, no vibes, nothing. Mm -mm. I feel like he cries. <laughs> Something weird. <laughs> be gentle. Oh my God, stop. I need to stop. <laughs> stop talking about it. Let's move on. You asked me. I know. And I regret <laughs> it immediately. Um, then Dr. Pepper asks if the whole Maya situation was a turning point in their relationship. And Alexis says, for sure. She understands where Justin's coming from as far as being hurt as a pet parent. But she's not okay with him continuing to throw it in her face. Uh, this is when Justin reiterates the fact that he thought this whole thing was like an ultimatum. Where in exchange for him giving away his dog, she was going to say, yes, this was like this was it. This was the hard line that Alexis was drawing. And Alexis denies it and says, no, I never said that. Mm, I don't know what you're talking about. Nope. Who said that? Not me. So then Pastor what, Cal asked. What was the actual conversation though? Like, I remember she said she wasn't coming back because she didn't feel safe. So she's, Maya, Maya was sent to, you know, doggy jail for a while. And then they both decided that for their marriage to be successful, Maya needed to leave, right? That was the original agreement, but I don't think she, I, I, I don't think she said like it's a guaranteed yes, right? That we was didn't like, see that part of the conversation. Yeah, I mean that was right in the middle of the season, pretty much middle, beginning middle. So I mean that's a long time ago to say, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like we only saw the part of the discussion where she said that the dog needs to go to training. Mm -hmm. we never saw that second part where it was like you either get rid of the dog or that's it yeah yeah okay uh so this is when pastor cow's like all right well where's what's the decision gonna be kids and justin says he goes first of course and says that they've been on a real roller coaster and he feels like alexis compliments him in a lot of ways he wants to continue to grow and see where they can progress and he ultimately wants to stay married. 
Alexis does not seem moved or happy about this. She kind of just is looking at him dead in the face and no expression whatsoever because in her mind, she's like, fuck, <laughs> you were supposed to say no so that I don't look like the bad guy. Yep. So now it's Alexis's turn to deliver her answer and she pulls out a piece of paper because she's prepared a written statement because she can't tell this lie, you know, straight off the dome. She has to be able to read it to make sure she doesn't leave anything out. And she talks about basically facing her fears, wanting to take things on, confiding in Justin, even when she's afraid. And so at this point, she wants to go ahead and continue on this marriage journey. She says she can't say yes to forever, but she's saying yes to try. Yikes. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Super optimistic. I'm going to get my bonus. (laughs) And when that check clears, bye. Mm -hmm. I'm out this bitch. Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cal express their happiness and pride in Justin and Alexis for choosing to try to make their marriage work and move forward. Okay, Mm -mm. like why would you want them to stay in this absolutely toxic situation? But nonetheless, they praise them and they toast. And they actually toast with the rosé that they made together at the couple's retreat. Which, (laughs) when Alexis had it in the car, I was like, did this bitch bring a roadie? (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, oh... Uh, all right. And this is when it starts to get weird. So they are walking off and they're doing like a post-decision discussion scene. And they have the start of this really weird conversation. Justin starts by saying that he's happy that Alexis chose him. And she's like, yep, I did. That was the thing that I did. Sure did. And she says that she's going to need time. And Justin's like, well, what is that supposed to mean? And she says that she said yes, because she does see change in them and how they're growing, but she needs time to process everything and to come to terms with everything. Okay. So then Justin asks, so what does the yes mean in regards to our future? And she says again, I just need time. She didn't want to quit on them because she's seen good, but there's also been some bad elements. She thinks that they can use the this decision day, I guess, as a restart. Then Justin starts going into uh, his biggest fear, which is her quitting and yeah. for her to stop trying because that's her normal pattern. And this is when they both start getting defensive. Alexis says she wants to reframe the word quitting because if she's giving her all into the situation and doing everything that she can and it's still not working, how is that quitting? If she's doing what's in the best interest for herself and her happiness, how if that means not being married, how is that quitting? Justin fires back saying that Alexis is basically saying one thing and doing something else. She's saying she wants to give their marriage time, but not adequate time, I guess. And he wants to try for a year. If it doesn't work out after a year, then okay, they can at least say they try. But she's saying... Well, if next week, like we were saying earlier, I don't feel like this is working out, then we can call it a day. And then again, she snaps at him and is like, have you ever even broken up with anybody before? And he says, yes, yes, I have actually getting attitude. And she's like, well, was that quitting? And he was like, well, eventually it became a quit because I had accumulated enough data and enough information to like qualify not wanting to continue the relationship anymore and quote unquote quitting. And at this point, you can see the regret on Alexis's face. Like she looks totally flabbergasted. And then Justin says that right now he feels like she thinks it's a privilege 
for her to have said yes to him. Like she's doing him a favor by choosing to stay married. And Alexis again is like <laughs> bewildered and is like, what are you talking about? And he says, we'll talk about it later. And Alexis is like, well, you didn't bring it up later. You brought it up now. So why can't we talk about it now? And he's like, no, yep. we're going to talk about it later, a.k.a. off camera, have a, our normal screaming fight like we like to do. And Alexis says, you know, that's unfair. And he's like, well, that's too damn bad. Like, I look like an ass I'm not all season. Right I'm not going to finish like this. <laughs> so then we see them in an interview with production. And Justin is like needling her about whether or not she has doubts now. And keeps asking her over and over, you know, if she regrets her decision or if she has doubts. And she's dodging that question mm -hmm. with like all of her might because she knows the answer is absolutely. And she takes a dig at him and tells him that she's a logical person, not emotional. So she wouldn't have written out a whole statement and done all that if she wasn't going to be standing up and saying yes that day. They're both like visibly upset and angry. And the tension is like... <laughs> thick like palpable <laughs> so that's where we leave them on decision day just so happy yeah. like even she's like all right let's go off and be married do married life so then the next day when all of the couples meet up to reveal whether they whether or not they chose to stay together they kind of tell the group you know their situation that they're gonna stay together and try to work on it but during this outing and I don't know if this, well, because he does walk off. So I don't know if this argument in this interview with production happened like in the middle of this outing I don't know. or like at, at the end or what, but sometime during this outing, uh, Justin and Alexis do another joint interview. Oh, and it also needs to be said that when they were talking to the other couples about their decision, Alexis brings up the fact that Justin keeps asking mm -hmm. her mm -hmm. about doubt or regret. So when we see them doing this uh, joint interview again, the producer asked them, so what's going to happen? Where are you all going from here? Well, even before that, they're like over talking each other. Alexis like won't even look at him. She's rolling it's her bad. eyes, like major attitude. Yeah. And so that's when the producer asks them, okay, like what is happening? Where are we going to go from here? And Justin says that hopefully we'll figure it out. I'd rather figure it out. But I don't really know what's on her agenda, so I can't speak for her. And Alexis says, you know what? I don't want to figure it out. I'm done. And then Justin says, well, there's your answer. She's done. It's divorced. And then we have the first ever in Married at First Sight history decision day take back. No one has mm -hmm. ever like instantly turned around and been like, oh, you know what? I know I said I'm yes good. in front of the experts, but no, nah, I'm good. Never mind. She's like, I don't need, I don't need that thousand dollars that bad. Let me just get my dog. I don't need that Amazon gift card. <laughs> mm -mm, not worth my pain and suffering. I already Weird. screwed my head off last night. Oh, I don't want to do it again today. Yeah. And it's only seems to get worse. Is, of course, they always make it look like that. I know, but like, yeah, she came to his house in the middle of the night. I don't know. That? And then him calling her out on the intimacy issues. I mean, but I mean, you're calling yourself out because she was like, yeah, I think it. <laughs> Suck. <laughs> I don't know, dog. And then him and Nate, like, what is happening? Yeah, that's messed up. The whole Nate situation. Like, I do feel like he's probably sexually fluid, but for Justin to out him, if one that happened, I don't think one that happened, 
and two, he if even if it did happen, he's not Justin. Justin I, is not Nate's type. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it happened either. Because I'm like Nate. Like, when were they ever? Besides that one scene that they filmed together in the gym, like last week or something, they don't talk to each other. They don't seem to interact at all. So now it's Alexis's turn to deliver her answer and she pulls out a piece of paper because she's prepared a written statement because she can't tell this lie, you know, straight off the dome. She has to be able to read it to make sure she doesn't leave anything out. And she talks about basically facing her fears, wanting to take things on, confiding in Justin, even when she's afraid. And so at this point, she wants to go ahead and continue on this marriage journey. She says she can't say yes to forever, but she's saying yes to try, quote unquote. Yikes. Super optimistic. So Yeah. I'm going to get my bonus. And when that check clears, bye. I'm out this bitch. Mm-hmm. Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cal express their happiness and pride in Justin and Alexis for choosing to try to make their marriage work and move forward. Okay, like why would you want them to stay in this absolutely mm-hmm. toxic situation? But nonetheless, they praise them and they toast. And they actually toast with the rosé that they made together at the couple's retreat. Which, when Alexis had it in the car, I was like, did this bitch bring a roadie? Like, what the hell? And then I was like, oh. (laughs) Uh, All right. And this is when it starts to get weird. So they are walking off and they're doing like a post-decision discussion scene. And they have the start of this really weird conversation. Justin starts by saying that he's happy that Alexis chose him. And she's like, yep, I did. That was the thing that I did. Sure did. And she says that she's going to need time. And Justin's like, well, what is that supposed to mean? And she says that she said yes, because she does see change in them and how they're growing, but she needs time to process everything and to come to terms with everything. Okay. So then Justin asks, so what does the yes mean in regards to our future? And she says again, I just need time. She didn't want to quit on them because she's seen good, but there's also been some bad elements. She thinks that they can use the this decision day, I guess, as a restart. Then Justin starts going into uh, his biggest fear, which is her quitting and for her to stop trying because that's her normal pattern. Yeah. And this is when they both start getting defensive. Alexis says she wants to reframe the word quitting because if she's giving her all into the situation and doing everything that she can and it's still not working... How is that quitting? If she's doing what's in the best interest for herself and her happiness, how, if that means not being married, how is that quitting? Justin fires back saying that Alexis is basically saying one thing and doing something else. She's saying she wants to give their marriage time, but not adequate time, I guess. And he wants to try for a year. If it doesn't work out after a year, then okay, they can at least say they tried. But she's saying, well, if next week like we were saying earlier i don't feel like this is working out then (laughs) we can call it a day and then again she snaps at him and is like have you ever even broken up with anybody before and he says yes yes i have actually (laughs) getting attitude and she's like well was that quitting and he was like well eventually it became a quit because i had accumulated enough data and enough information to like qualify not wanting to continue the relationship anymore and quote unquote quitting and at this point you can see the regret on alexis's face yes like she looks totally flabbergasted 
And then Justin says that right now he feels like she thinks it's a privilege for her to have said yes to him. Like she's doing him a favor by choosing to stay married. And Alexis again is like bewildered and is like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And he says, we'll talk about it later. And Alexis is like, well, you didn't bring it up later. You brought it up now. So why can't we talk about it now? And he's like, no, we're going to talk about it later. AKA off camera. Yep. Have our normal screaming fight like we like to do. And Alexis says, you know, that's unfair. And he's like, well, that's too damn bad because I'm not doing it right now. I look like an ass all season. I'm not going to finish like this. (laughs) So then we see them in an interview with production and Justin is like needling her about whether or not she has doubts now and keeps asking her over and over, you know, if she regrets her decision or if she has doubts and she's dodging that question with like all of her might because she knows the answer is absolutely. Mm -hmm. And she takes a dig at him and tells him that she's a logical person, not emotional. So she wouldn't have written out a whole statement and done all that if she wasn't going to be standing up and saying yes that day. They're both like visibly upset and angry and the tension is like thick, like (laughs) palpable. So that's where we leave them on decision day. Just (laughs) so happy. Like even she's like, all right, let's go off and be married. Yeah. Do married life. So then the next day when all of the couples meet up to reveal whether whether or not they chose to stay together, they kind of tell the group, you know, their situation that they're going to stay together and try to work on it. But during this outing, and I don't know if this, well, because he does walk off. So I don't know if this argument in this interview with production happened like in the middle of this outing or like at, at the end or what? I don't know. But sometime during this outing, uh, Justin and Alexis do another joint interview. Oh, and it also needs to be said that when they were talking to the other couples about their decision, Alexis brings up the fact that Justin keeps asking her about doubt or regret. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when we see them doing this uh, joint interview again, the producer asks them, so what's going to happen? Where are you all going from here? Well, even before that, they're like over talking each other. Alexis like won't even look at him. She's rolling her eyes, like major attitude. It's bad. Yeah. And so that's when the producer asks them, okay, like what is happening? Where are we going to go from here? And Justin says that hopefully we'll figure it out. I'd rather figure it out, but I don't really know what's on her agenda. So I can't speak for her. And Alexis says, you know what? I don't want to figure it out. I'm done. And then Justin says, well, there's your answer. She's done. It's divorced. And then we have the first ever in Married at First Sight history decision day take back. No one has ever like instantly turned around. Mm Mm-mm. And been like, oh, you know what? I know I said yes in front of the experts, but no, nah, I'm good. Never mind. <laughs> She's Let me like, just get my need, dog. I don't need that thousand dollars that bad. I don't need that Amazon gift card. Mm-mm. Not worth my pain <laughs> and suffering. I already screamed my head off last night. I don't want to do it again today. Jeez. That was bad. And it only seems to get worse. Yeah. That preview is... Of course, they always make it look like that. I know. But, like, she came to his house in the middle of the night? Yeah. What is that? I don't know. And then him calling her out on the intimacy issues? I mean, but, I mean, you're calling yourself out because she was like, yeah, I faked it. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Jeez. know, dog. And then him and Nate, like, what is happening? 
Yeah, that's messed up. The whole Nate situation. Like, I do feel like he's probably sexually fluid, but for Justin to out him, if one, that happened, I don't think one, that happened. And two, uh, he if even if it did happen, he's not Justin. Justin is not Nate's type. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it happened either. Because I'm like, Nate, like, when were they ever, besides that one scene that they filmed together in the gym, like, last mm-hmm. week or something, they don't talk to each other. They don't seem to interact at all. Yeah. And when they do interact, like, at the couples retreat, it's always awkward and, like, almost uncomfortable. Well, like that's because Nate tried to say something on week <laughs> one. And got shut down. And so he's like, well, fuck you too then, bitch. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to go get in a sex swing with my wife then. She knows what it's for. She knows how to use it. <laughs> Justin did say he wanted to get in that swing. I know he did. <laughs> but he was like, he had two heads. Like, what the fuck do you mean? You don't get in the swing. Or maybe you do. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Let's finish this out with Kristen and Mitch. Not surprised here. Kind No, I'm kind of surprised. The way Mitch was acting last episode, saying that he loved her, um, that he can't imagine going forward without her. I, I am surprised with this one. So I thought it was start- going to be the other way around. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like, it's too little too late. Yeah. I 100% think that if Mitch said yes, she would say yes. Well, she said yes anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's get into it. So we start with Dr. Pepper Uh, She says she has anxiety about this couple. It's hard to get out of the single mindset. And she feels like that's where Mitch is. But it does give her hope that they both can take accountability for their actions. Pastor Cal says that they admire and respect each other. They have a really good foundation. And they have a lot going for them. So he's hopeful. So then we first meet up with Mitch. Um, Oh, no, I'm sorry. So there's a voiceover with Kristen. She says that when she first met Mitch, she was attracted to him 100%. There are so many things she loves about him. The core of him is a good person. He cares a lot about his passions and his family. He is selfless, thoughtful, respectful, smart, funny, and a crazy person. He's intense. She knew she had to compromise in marriage, but at times it felt like she was losing herself. She's still wondering if they're just two good people who want to be married or if they're actually well-matched. In Mitch's voiceover, he says that when he met Kristen, he felt like she wasn't his type at all. Now that he knows her, he thinks she's beautiful inside and out. I feel like he said that to, you know, recover from Mm. all the the very, very bad things he's done Mm -hmm. this season. So he had to put that in there. Um, There are so many things he admires about her. By being with her, he's learned so much about himself. He feels like he's a much better person than he was. He has lots of love for her and unexpectedly for Luna too. She's been an amazing partner. They've challenged each other. They've grown together and have had really great times. But he's unfiltered and his honesty can get him in trouble sometimes. He takes responsibility for what he's done and said but he feels like she's overreacted at times. He wants to be in love, put down roots, and start a family. As much as he wants to do that, though, he has to figure out if Kristen is the right match for him. So, in an ITM, Mitch says that he's trying to figure out what's best for him and what's best for Kristen. His decision today will dictate how the rest of his life will be, and it's really nerve-wracking. Kristen starts walking down uh, the aisle. Mitch is already sitting down. He says that she's probably wearing a really bright 
dress. And the, <laughs> the, the experts are like, yep. Uh, what color? And he goes, uh, a red or orange. And yeah, she's wearing a red dress. And they say, oh, you know your wife. Um, so I was kind of impressed with that. Or he saw the dress. Or he saw the dress. But no, I think he's, you know, he, he is an ass. Let's get that out of the way. He is an ass. But I feel like he does pay attention to to detail and what she says and, and all of that. Um and I do think, like, I really, I guess I got him a sucker for that last episode where they're both, like, really in tune with each other and they keep saying, man, we're a great team. We're a great team. We're a great team. So I, I guess I bought into all that. They got you. They did. They got me. Um, Kristen sits down. She immediately swallows a bug. And there's, like, a you know, weird exchange there. I don't know why that was left in, but they did not cut that out. Mitch says his biggest regret was that what he said and did at the honeymoon it set the tone and it was a really low point for him and hurt Kristen. He learned quickly that he was closed off to love, uh, more closed off to love than he thought. And that fear influenced more decisions in his life than he'd like to acknowledge. He learned that the more he opened up and shared with his partner, the better he is. People like him better when he's the real him. Pastor Cal tells him that's progress. They're both so mature and he wants to wants them both to really consider the value that they have for each other. Kristen says that there is a ton that she loves and admires about Mitch. He loves the environment. It comes from a selfless place. His ability to change and see progress. On the other hand, he's super stubborn, uh, but he can take a step back and acknowledge that he needs to change. Not everybody can do that, and she thinks that's incredible. Mitch feels like they like the same things about each other. He thinks that she's very loyal and an honest person. There are parts of her he didn't see right away, but that was his own fault. She's shown a lot of patience. He knows she's a great wife and a great person and that she'll be a great mother as well. And then it's decision time. Mitch starts off. He says it wasn't easy for him. He wasn't sure till last night. Um, It's been an unforgettable eight weeks and he's so grateful to be matched with her. She helped him grow so much and see things about himself that he didn't recognize before. They have a lot of things going for them, and he'd like to do that justice and see where what it would like to be married in the real life, but that's not enough. He knows what she wants, he knows what she thinks she deserves, and he knows what he thinks she deserves. And that's someone who is 100% head over heels in love with her, and committed to being her husband. People will think that he's cutting and running, that he's cut off from love, and maybe they're right, but in his heart of hearts, he knows his level of commitment is less than what she deserves, so he's going to say no. Kristen is kind of tearing up. She says that he put that really well. He said things that she wanted to say. She wants to say yes so bad, but And she would, oh, she wants to say yes so bad and would give anything for his commitment to be more. She wants more, she deserves more, and she's choosing herself today. So she wants a a divorce. Pastor Cal is sad. He he wants to know, you know, why they're still holding hands, why they're looking at each other so hard. And Kristen says they just, she really cares for him and she wants to be on good terms with him and not cut ties. She wants to comfort him because she knows this is a really hard moment. Um, But at the end of the day, they're not right for each other. Pastor Cal asks if they're not right as husband and wife or they are not right right now. 
Kristen says there could be a future potential, but she doesn't think it's fair to herself to wait and hope. Maybe the door is left open. Mitch says he loves her so much and hopes that they can still be in each other's lives, but he doesn't think that marriage is in the cards for them. He put that out there. Marriage is not in the cards for them. For future reference. (laughs) In an ITM, she says that this might not be the end of Kristen and Mitch. So she's already taken that and ran with it, even though he has not said anything there, right? She says this might not be the end of Kristen and Mitch. But it is the end of Married at First Sight for them. Pastor Cal says that has to be the most amiable divorce. And he just does not understand Pepper. He doesn't understand because they're walking away. You know, he has her hand over her shoulder. They're hugging. Um, So there's that. And then we get to this group dinner. I took a little bit of notes here. They are all getting together. All the couples are getting together for a cookout. The burgers look pretty good. Not going to lie. Uh, ben got and, the gift. Yeah, he sure does. Uh, ben and Morgan arrive. They both look amazing. Being not like, married looks good on them. <laughs> I was like, okay, Morgan, I see you trying to have the giddies out in your little revenge outfit. I see you. They both trying, look great. Trying to hurt them feelings. Uh-huh. Um, ben says they haven't talked. They saw each other at the gym once. They just threw the peace signs at each other and kept on walking. There's no bad blood. And it didn't look like it either. They looked fine. Um... So there's that. But Morgan will bring up that she's working every chance she can get to prove that she's a nurse. (laughs) Yeah, she's not a liar. She doesn't lie. She's been working all month. (laughs) I'm surprised she didn't wear scrubs. (laughs) And then uh, Sasha throws in her two cents that nobody asked for. She thinks that they gave up too soon. They should have worked on their marriage. Blah, 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 blah. Then they all shared their their decisions. Uh, Sasha and Nate say yes. Lindy and Miguel say yes. Kristen and Mitch say no, and this is where it gets uh, a little weird. So Kristen says that they have something, but it's been really hot and cold. She wanted to give it more time, but she knew she already gave 100% and there was nothing left to give, so she had to say no. Mitch says that they both came to the same conclusion in different ways. They have both have an idea of how they want to live, and it would be hard uh, because they're so different. They, uh, Kristen agrees. She says they were sac- sacrificing too much of themselves where it, to the point where it didn't make sense and they weren't happy. She says they want to be friends. Uh, she even told Pastor Cal that if Mitch was ready to be a whole ass husband, she would probably crack the door. Then Lindy interjects and she says she deserves, uh, no, she, she says you deserve better than a door crack. She said, uh, Kristen says that if he comes knocking, she wants to be married and pregnant right off the bat. Mitch is looking super uncomfortable at this point. It is then Alexis asks Mitch if that's really an option or is Kristen going to be waiting by the phone, waiting for it to ring and it never does. And Mitch says he doesn't know. The decision they both made today was the right one for now. He hopes they can be friends And he does want the door to be open in that way. Alexis then says, okay, so close it in a marriage way. And Lindy says, deadbolt it. Mitch then says, none of this came from his end. And then Stasha jumps in and says, Mitch, don't roll your eyes. He did roll his eyes. He says he doesn't, but he did roll his eyes. Do you blame him? No, I don't. I don't. And, but there was so much hate for, for Mitch online. I was just so surprised. I was like, she, she made conjured all this he has not brought up or agreed to any of these 
cracked door statements. So mm -hmm. there's that. So um, in an ITM, Lindy says she just can't. She can't win with Mitch. She says that Mitch talks just to hear his own voice. This is at this point, Kristen says that this moment has provided clarity and that the Mitch and Kristen show is over. This is not a marriage, certainly not a marriage that will work. So, and then you already went through the whole Justin and Alexa stuff and all that mess. So after this dinner, we see Kristen and Mitch packing up their stuff at the apartment. So they're packing. Luna isn't there. Kristen says she's too stressed out. Mitch says that she's going to need time just like they do. Kristen says that she was being nice about keeping the door ajar and he really caught her off guard the night before. Mitch says he felt attacked by all the girls. He wanted to make it clear that he didn't say let's keep dating. He doesn't want her to be strung along. They all came at him. He was afraid he was going to look like a half-assed guy. She says decision date just went so well and she was feeling such strong and positive feelings for him that it seemed really silly to close the door on the future if their paths crossed again. However, he was very clear that he that wasn't an option. Mitch then says, maybe in a different situation, but last night it all got twisted. There's only so much he can take from everyone blaming him for everything. All the conversation about the door being open is just not important to him, so he just wants him wants to leave, wants them to leave him alone, you know? And I feel like he was saying that about the girls and mm -hmm. not about Kristen, right? Mm -hmm. But it in Kristen's face, it looked like she he was saying that about her. Mm -hmm. Like that's how she took it. But that's why her attitude changed there and he didn't even notice it. He's and I feel like, like oh. he was trying to say like he kept saying like I don't know if I'm articulating it wrong or I don't know if I'm saying it right. Uh-huh. So he knew, but he just didn't know how to convey uh, the message yeah. the right way. And she, she, yeah, she was taking it wrong at all sides. Yeah, she's definitely on defense. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So judging from what he wants, the door is completely closed at this point. At, well, and after that, Mitch asks if um, she wants a mug, a souvenir mug from their first apartment. And she does not. She tells him she has no regrets. He doesn't either. And we'll check on her once in a while going forward. Um, she does tell him that she's going camping next uh, next month. And if he could watch Luna, that would be great. And he says, sure. We close it out with Kristen saying, one of the best things she ever did was marry a stranger. And one of the greater things is divorcing that stranger. She then takes off her ring and they leave the apartment. Finn. That was her last thing to unpack or to pack. Mm, yeah. <laughs> But that's it. That's the season. That's the season. We made it, y'all. We made it to D-Day. Thoughts? Overall thoughts about this season? Y'all wasted 32 hours of my time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you love it. I know. Uh, yeah, it was uh, no surprises. Yeah, lots of drama. No, You know, and I know I started watching because of the drama. And there's some longtime lovers of the show that watch because of the love story. I have yet to see a true blue love story. You know, I not not to disregard any of the favorites like Vincent and um, Brianna. Oh, my gosh. Brianna. Her name escaped me. Or, you know, lovey-dovey so couples cute. like that. But, you know... It just, you can tell that that's not, that's not the path they're going uh, producer wise, not, not the couple wise, but like they're not being matched for those reasons anymore. 
Um, and I'm okay with it because I do love the drama, but I know a lot of people are not. Yeah, I think New Orleans was the last time we saw like actual loving couples because that's when we had Austin and Haley who were, that was the normal couple for the season. And also when we had Woody and Imani, mm-hmm. uh, who we thought was going to be a troll, but turned out we thought um, Woody was about to be like, uh, like true player from the Himalayas, but he was a total simp and was like in love with that girl from the first day it was <laughs> over. Um, even Miles and uh, Karen had their moments. Even mm-hmm. Bennett and Amelia, I don't know if it was because they were stuck. That was the season where it was like six months instead of two months because pandemic, they got stuck together in lockdown. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know if that had something to do with it. Like maybe they need to extend it a little bit or something. But maybe. Yeah, since then, it's been a shit show. Yeah. It's been all just foolishness. I mean, I love it, but... We'll see what Nashville brings. Yeah, because I haven't checked the ratings in a while, but last time we talked about ratings, it was at the beginning of the season and how low they were compared to previous seasons because people are tired of um, being matched for ratings or drama. Right. So we, yeah, we will see if Nashville is is different. I doubt it. I doubt and it. <laughs> I know we talked about it earlier, but I think it is so funny that just based on these pictures, people have already like called these weddings and these marriages. <laughs> like, you literally don't know anything about these people besides their name. Yeah. And you're like, oh no, they're gonna, do- they're divorced. They're done. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I can see they're totally gonna work out. Like, what? How <laughs> sway? Mm. all right that's it um if you have any cheese go ahead and send it to us at cheese queens podcast on instagram and at cheese queens on twitter if you're enjoying this podcast make sure to rate review and share the podcast with your friends and your family and whomever and help other cheese uh, find us Igby, anything else mm. watch atlanta now that you're gonna have some free time, watch Atlanta. That show's good as shit. I know. You always Dude, tell me. That shit had me crying last night about a goofy movie. Oh, I love goofy movie. I probably won't ever be able to watch that shit again. Like for real. What? That's how good that fucking show is. Like, blew my mind. It's good. Oh, also, it's- if you're looking for a spooky recommendation, mm. if you have HBO Plus. Barbarian is on there. Watch Ooh, that shit. That I saw that it's on there. The it's only good. Time, the only time I have to myself is at nighttime, and I don't know if I want to watch Barbarian at nighttime. It's good. <laughs> it's so good. It's good. Okay. okay. It's fucked up, but it's good. <laughs> All right. So there. That should be a, last. That should be a new segment. What's Igby watching? A bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Trash. All right. All right, y'all. Bye. See ya.